Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about the magnificent realm of dreams and dream interpretation. So, while we're talking tonight, you may wish to think of a dream you would like us to interpret so you can call in later with your yeah. dream. Or whatever it is that you call in. And uh, there's actually a tribe dedicated to dreaming, which is Akbal this evening, is uh, eight uh, Khan, the tribe of the seed. And we will definitely be planting dreaming seeds in your dreaming garden to harvest with your dreaming um, groceries. Yes, there we are. Mm -hmm. So tonight, today is a day of exploring the, the uh, seed, about planting the seeds. What would you like to grow in your life? Because really, every day we plant the seeds for tomorrow as well, our decisions today. Mm -hmm. So I have always said that happy steps today lead to happy places tomorrow. We don't have to suffer in order to get to a good place. So, like and the guide tribe is the artist. Yeah. And uh, the particular translated into English Mayan uh, for today is I harmonize in order to target modeling awareness. I seal the input of flowering with the galactic tone of integrity. I'm guided by the power of elegance, mm -hmm. which is a very interesting power to be guided by. I always choose to be guided by the open heart, which I think is quite elegant. I am guided by an open heart. That's a good idea. Yeah, actually it is. And... Um, so dreams are just a fascinating Well, I thought we would, we would maybe dis start off the conversation talking about some ways to enhance your dreaming environment. And this, this is a very interesting thing because if we think about us being in the dream state for a third of our day, I know some people it's much less than that and other yeah. people much more. Mm -hmm. I think the step number one is to find the right amount of sleep for you. Because some people get by with five and that's fine. Other people have to have 13 before they feel rested. Don't judge yourself. Find out what your true dreaming period is. We are the only species that denies ourselves sleep purposefully. You don't see mice waking or cats waking up, oh, uh, smoking a cigarette, drinking um, red, those caffeine drinks, saying that they have to go find the mouse. I have to get the mouse. I have to get the mouse. They don't do that. No, no, no other species o does overachieving that. Overachieving felines? Yes. They're, they're usually underachieving, which is a great model for us in a lot of ways because achieving takes us out of the moment and we're out of the experience and we're into the measurement of it. So figuring out how much sleep and then doing what you have to do to get rid of the guilt and the self-judgment that keeps you from getting that amount of sleep. Yeah, dreaming is like diving into a pool of layers each layer being a different reality. And you can swim in and out of these layers really at will in the dream state. There's quite a bit of information on that. But it's all together. 100% uh, of everything, by the way, in case you've ever wondered, what is 100% of everything? Everything is education. There's nothing else that happens. Mm -hmm. And so the dream time is um, uh, a laboratory, is a way to look at it, in which you experiment with possible realities and then put yourself in a position to decide if you do or do not want to experience any given reality. Well, that's true. Um, it, it, before it can be, it first must be dreamed. That mm -hmm. is true. And I would say that a good place to start in your whole dreaming 
ness being we we sleep and we dream anyway i tell you it is the most incredible study you will ever do it's how you get to know everything about yourself and how the world works and how the universe is by exploring your dreams and the place where you sleep your sleeping space is like your spaceship that takes you into these other realms and so it is important to have things around you that are going to influence you in a positive way Edgar Casey wrote that he would sleep with books under his pillow and awaken with that knowledge. Well, prior to me ever reading that, my sister and I would do that. I remember my sister having a pharmacology test when she was in nursing school. And it's not names that you, you have in your everyday vocabulary. She didn't have time to study. She was also raising four kids. So she slept with the book under her pillow and she got an A on the test. And I have done that many, many times, sleep with things like that around my bed. And so at first, when I started redesigning my sleeping space to facilitate my dreaming, I thought, oh my goodness, there's like seven or eight books that are, I'm halfway through each of these. I have crystals, I have tarot decks, I have all this. And I realized that those are pretty nice things to have around me. <clears throat> and that's why I didn't finish any of the books, because I was re reading them in my dream. That's a very efficient <coughs> way to do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Dreaming is very powerful. Uh, in the, uh, and we have our uh, caller. Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Ben Rudd calling from Trinidad. Hey, oh, all right. Well, hey. Hi. hi, Mary. Good Neville. to hear from you. And thanks yeah. for calling all the way from Trinidad. Yeah, well, long time no see no hear from. Yes, <laughs> good mm -hmm. to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I read on Facebook today that. Uh, you're doing a show on dreams mm -hmm. and just a few days ago I had a most interesting dream oh. that I just wanted to get your in input on oh yeah okay uh, from your interesting point of view as well as at, I don't know at what point I also want to have a reading done so I don't know at what point I can have that done okay but well um, since you're calling from Trinidad we'll we'll do a quick reading for you I'll do it at the first thing um, after the duck if you can Okay, great. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you want me to call back then for the uh, no, doctor? No, I, if you just want to watch, I'll do your reading the first thing. Yeah, tell us about the dream. Yeah. Okay. So uh, some days ago I dreamt that I was riding on a bicycle t toward a very famous beach in Trinidad called Maracas Beach. And it's a big tourist area. And as I was cycling, I got to a point where the road forks. You, one can either go to the right or go to the left. And that's how it is in real life. However, in a dream, the road was not paved. It was a dirt road. In real life, it is paved, of okay. course. Um, so I got off the bike and I was a little bit confused because the area just looked deserted. And then suddenly three white men came into my space and they seem somewhat ominous, somewhat threatening. And along with them was a 13-year-old girl who was nude, a white girl. And these are three white men. And the girl seemed to be a sex slave. She seemed to be somebody who was being used sexually and was in harm's way. And suddenly I started to feel afraid because I remember when I took your dream class at some point, Mary, mm -hmm. you suggested to look at the overall emotion of the dream. So at that point in time, I felt a lot of fear. I felt as if my life was in harm's way. Then suddenly out of nowhere, 
a number of persons just came to my aid or my rescue, so to say. And one of them was a white French guy who just came up to me and kissed me passionately on my mouth. <laughs> and I reciprocated. Thereafter, I said to him, I said, why did you do that? He said, well, I realized that you were in harm's way, that your life is being threatened. So I just pretended to be your boyfriend or your lover so that you can be moved out of danger. Mm. So I said, okay, well, I thank you and appreciate you doing that. Then the dream changed suddenly. I was driving in um, a blue Toyota RAV4 vehicle, which is the vehicle that my mom owns. And I was driving along a road in front of me was a white car. Suddenly the white vehicle in front of me stopped very suddenly. And of course I became irritated, like, gosh, these drivers, they, you know, they just don't give, they don't um, give signals that they're stopping or that they're turning. The driver stopped suddenly. So, of course, I had to stop as well for fear of rear-ending the vehicle in front of me. Then the driver drove off and then the person made a right turn and went off to the right. Then I took off with a terrific speed, went straight ahead into the ocean, and there's the vehicle submerging and sinking, and I'm trying to get out of the driver's side, which ironically, in Trinidad, the driver's side is on the right-hand side of a car, yet in a dream, I was, the driver's side was on the left side of the vehicle, which is how it is in the U.S. and some other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. So I'm there trying to get out of the vehicle, and I look up, and I can see a dark image of a body swimming toward me to help me. And then the person became clearer, this being, this man, he just put his hand through the glass, literally, and pulled me out of the car, lifted and carried me to the shore. And he said to me, he said, you're safe now, and now you can talk to your mother. Wow. And that was Was uh, Clara the Frenchman? I'm sorry? Was Clara the Frenchman? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? that? Uh, you talked about a, a Frenchman. Yes, a who, white Frenchman came to me when right, he right. realized I was in harm's way. Was he Clara? Or is Clara was he what, sorry? I don't know what Clara means. You said there was a um, shadowy body that uh, put the hand through the glass, pulled you out. That was Clara, I believe you said. Um, when, I was, when, I became, when I became conscious that the car was sinking, submerging yeah, yeah. into the water and I was trying to get myself out of the vehicle there was a swimmer that swam toward me and reached through the glass of the, the door and pulled me out of the vehicle to safety off out of the water to land and took, took me to the beach and then said to me you're safe now you can speak to your mother now well, yeah. I think okay. one, one of the significant things, just as an overview real quick, um, there, there was a number of references to white, the color white, the three yeah. men, the girl, the one guy, and then uh, the white car that stopped in front of you. Yeah. So I think that, first of all, one of the things to do when you're interpreting dreams is to see what colors represent to you and okay. then what numbers represent. And so you also had the numbers three, one, and four in your dreams, the RAV4. Mm -hmm. 
and that can be significant. Sometimes it's so significant you can look at dates in your life, like 3-1 um, of 2004 or something like that it can be telling you. Or the numbers can be talking about something that it's referring to <coughs> when you were that age, or it can be talking about things like that. So if another thing is you had two things that, that tried to stop you. First it was three white men, and then it was a white stopped car. And then another person, uh, you didn't see this, this person in the water, um, but the other one was a white Frenchman. Now what does France mean to you? Do you have French friends, or have you oh, been to Well, I, I study French, and I have a burning desire to live in France one day. Okay, so then what this is saying is maybe you want to get out of and go expand the, and, and uh, travel the world, go to France or whatever. But there are things, um, let me see how I can put this in a real quick condensed thing, that if you figure out what the three white men represented, they could be representing maybe when you were in the US before and it just wasn't the right time for you to be here. And maybe you're afraid that if you move to France that it won't work out and you'll have to move back or something. And your dream is telling you go on that unpaved road because you're really being guided to do this and you have help now in spirit because this is where you're to be. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Okay, now there's other dimensionalities yeah. in the oh, dream. Oh, a lot, yeah. Yeah, so when the road was suddenly unpaved, you drove back in time. I believe that's prima facie, that's just what happened because the road at one point was not paved. Ah, right, then, went okay. back in time. So you went back in time. And so the young girl may have represented you. And uh, another repeating phrase throughout the dream was in harm's way. So this may have been the idea of you as a young girl uh, being in harm's way, yet were rescued by a French man, which is what I'm thinking is that when you move to France, you will change dimensions significantly. When you drove mom's car into the water, it switched nationalities, which I think is very interesting. And water being the grand subconscious that we all have, when you dived into the great, great human subconscious and switched nationalities, you were then rescued yet again. You were periodically in danger and rescued throughout the dream. So that may be indicative of what's going on in Trinidad in your life currently, but not visible to you because they were always uh, shadow figures. Nobody was uh, delineated so much other than uh, by gender and color. But there was just, uh, uh, you know, danger there, it's gone, danger there, it's gone, danger there, it's gone, uh, which is very interesting. And uh, since we are all creators of our reality, one would presume you to have been um, creating the danger, ooh, danger, uh, and then vanishing the danger, oh, aren't I mighty, ooh, danger again. See what I'm saying? Yes. That you're a very powerful creator. Okay, so snap your fingers and be in France. Well, yeah, I think, I think that that's really what, I, I agree with that. And like I was saying earlier about, it's saying that this time, something else that struck me when you were talking about cycling, and you were cycling, and then there was a fork in the road. And so to me, that's saying we do live in cycles. Cycles where we expand out, and we move away, and we do things, and then maybe the cycle to come back home again, just like our breath cycles around. 
And so the cycle took you to a fork in the road where the road was no longer there. So number one, it's saying you write the road and don't base it on your history. Base it on what you're looking to uh, create for yourself and mm -hmm. that you are being guided and that it was unpaved because now you can pave it yourself. And then I had one other quick thing. I, I actually have a lot of thoughts about this, but um, I, I know that we have only so much time here. What was the name of the beach? Maracas Beach? Yeah. Maracas Beach, yes. M-A-R-A-C-A-S. It's one of the largest beaches in Trinidad. Okay, what does that mean? Is that, can that be translated to mean anything, or is it a name? My goodness, I am sure it has a meaning. Because, anybody and I don't know yes. what it is. I'm, yes. I'm so embarrassed to yes. say that like I don't Maracas, know what it is. Right? Because we were ruled Marcus. by the French and the Dutch and the, and the British and the Spaniards. Yeah. And uh, so it's also uh, European. It's Marcus as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, there is, there is something called a Maracas that um, the Venezuelans play, or they call shak shaks or Maracas. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know significantly if that is what that okay. means there. Well, However, um, it's interesting. I, I never really thought about it. Yeah, that might just be something to just what do, that meant. Yeah, do a Google search on that. Because to me, now everybody has recurring type images in their dreams or recurring locations. Mm -hmm. And for me, beaches are very prevalent. And when I go to the beach, it's this really other reality. I, I, I have feelings that I don't have in physical reality when I go there. So when mm -hmm. I hear people talk about going to beaches, I do interpret it through that thread. Now, everybody's is different. Everybody has their own unique thing. But I think generally it's a very powerful symbol. So if whatever that means, if you want to um, do some research on that and then connect it with your yeah. Well, actually, I just went online whilst you were talking. Maracas means, um, it's called, sometimes called rumba shakers. Yeah. And they're a native instrument of Latin America. Okay, another thing about maracas is that it's also raucous. And I think raucous? that- Raucous? Oh, raucous, the beach was very raucous because all of these uh, uh, things were happening. Uh, you know, you're in danger, you're not in danger, you're in danger. So that's very raucous. That's what goes on when you describe the party. It was raucous, it was dangerous, but exciting. Well, also- Dangerous. Also, that, that kind of music, the rumba mm -hmm. music and everything, is very um, bass note, bass chakra and second chakra type um, notes that are mm -hmm. in that music. And mm -hmm. so that's about passion. That's about awakening yourself. I, I feel that that is a very encouraging dream overall. It's saying it's waking you up. Yes. And the, the white thing can also be the fears that you had are being seen. They're visible mm -hmm. instead of unconscious and you don't have to recreate that it's a new road mm -hmm. that it's okay. not going back to the u.s it's not going back anywhere it's going forward to everywhere yeah. you go. and your champion came every time which i think is very interesting mm -hmm. to note yeah well thank wow. you yeah. That's go to very france oh my goodness so that was that was an amazing interpretation thank you so much for that oh, um, well, that's sure. why i was you know, so thrilled when i saw Mary's note on Facebook today that you're doing dream interpretations. Like, oh my gosh, I, uh, this is perfect. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm glad you called. interpret this dream for me. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I think it will make the exception. I'll just do your reading now since you're calling from so far away. Oh and my goodness, Mary, okay. thank you. Sure. <laughs> okay, the first card. I left we... your voicemail message today also oh, requesting yes. I an did appointment get... I will for give reading. You... I will give reading. you a call about that for sure. 
The, the first card we get is interesting because look, there's water, there's crystal, she's got that at her throat, and this is something else I have felt about your dream. I feel like there's a lot more, and I'm sure Neville feels that way too, but the mm -hmm. blue rav is about communication and your intuition, and it's saying to get your voice out there, and I know you do um, your radio and you do a lot radio. of different things, um, and so it's saying that it's time for you to really get your voice out there on a bigger scale. And so look at that water, that's really interesting. There's not many cards in this deck that have water on it. And then it's saying trust, and, and it's so much also like what your um, dream was telling you, that you can take that leap of faith and, and what is, you, you will have divine assistance. And then this is a card about transmuting things, and you can see the person in their dreams. Often this is talking about you're getting great guidance in your dreams right now, that it's leading you to somewhere that's going to be very significant for you. So um, apart from that, I feel like spiritually and professionally you're getting this big bump forward. But I felt a lot of romance and love around you when I first heard your voice. So maybe that's something we could go into. Repeat that again, please, sorry. Uh, romance and love around you. I feel a lot. Romance, of, you're feeling a lot of romance and love. Yes, around you. Which to me, it, it, it just feels like something that maybe was kind of fluctuating out in the ethers is now being grounded into 3D. So it'll be. Well, there is a significant other this time, but it's, we're going through some turbulent waters. Mm -hmm. It feels good to me, though, like, like this is going to lead to something really good. Yeah, I'm sorry, repeat that. I must have a bad connection. Oh, yeah. I, I said it feels like it's leading you to something really good, something better. Yeah, and I think this was uh, actually the decision to yeah. uh, move to the next uh, yeah. realm of your life, move to, uh, if this is France, then move to France, but to actually you know, get this to happen. Well, yeah, it feels, it, it, it's like, e even if it's not with this relationship, there's something really good coming. So I would let go of any kind of angst around it and just let it be what it's going to be because the right thing is on its way. Yeah. So, always. well, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mary. And, and I left your question message as well earlier today. Okay. Requesting an appointment, a private reading. Okay, I'll give you well. a call then. Thank you. Excellent. It's okay. so good to hear from thank, you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mary Neville. I appreciate oh, it. You're welcome. Yeah, what a brilliant thank dream. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Dreams are Karen has wonderful brilliant. dreams, but mm -hmm. you really could, and I'm sure you feel the same way. We could probably talk um, on elements on that for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I have taken my own dreams, one dream, and I probably have over 100 dream interpretation techniques that I have amassed and developed myself over the years. And if you take all those and you can take one dream and learn everything about yourself that, that is to know, it's really powerful. Dreams are indeed yeah. much more of a decision making than we would have imagined. Mm -hmm. Dreams are definitely a laboratory to experiment in. The idea of becoming uh, lucid in your dreaming, the idea to direct your life from your dreams. Yeah, There's a maybe point we'll at which the um, Dream time and reality are perfectly interchangeable. It's kind of the, in the dreamist, the novel, the dreamist, the point is mm -hmm. uh, gotten to through tech, but it's still gotten to where dreams and reality were inseparable. And um, well, I think that's a big, a big misnomer, as they say, um, thinking that we have a dream self and a waking self. It's like your dream self is with you 24 hours a day and your waking self is with you 24 hours a day. They're really the same self. They're just different perspectives. 
different angles on things. But we had started talking about the dreaming environment. I, th yeah. I thought we have oh, a lot to share there before we get into lucid dreaming. That's really like a whole uh, thing kind of down the road. Um, first, it just it's came to up at that point, yeah. that's all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, some of the things that you can put around your bed, we did n uh, say crystals and things that are comfortable for you. And to remove any kind of a clutter that you have under the bed, it really interferes with your dreaming. It really does. Um, somebody had come to a dreaming class once and they were having nightmares and come to find out they had an antique weapon under their bed. And once they removed it, then uh, their, their nightmares, quote unquote, stopped. So it is an important thing. Yeah, I notice I wake up every day with a painting in my head and uh, often spend, uh, begin that painting and its process. Mm -hmm. But I wake up full blown, I, I work with elements of it in my sleep. Oh, absolutely. And refine it. This is becoming quite a process. I'm really intrigued with uh, uh, the latest creation of art that I'm up to. So It's very beautiful and we'll show one of the paintings in a little while, but yeah. um, I think you, you do a lot of creative work in the dream time. I used to do a lot in dreams. You know how they say sleep on it. One time, mm -hmm. one of my jobs, they, this was back in the early times in database design, and I had to design a pretty complex database, and I really didn't know how, and so I asked my dream time to tell me, and I woke up in the middle of the night and mapped it out. Mm -hmm. And I have seen you wake up with paintings on your mind, and this is the one, and I think this is really the best piece you have ever done. I just love this. It's your new graffiti art. Would you like to tell about it? Um, yeah, it did. Um, it's in a plastic protector, so the flares, the upper left is not uh, the painting. The painting is very visible in this. And it's a chokure, and it radiates a healing. And uh, possibly you can feel that. People have been talking about the idea that this would be perfect in the healing room or if you're initiated in Reiki and all the rest of this. And Sekim. And Sekim, yeah. Uh, that uh, this this object, this painting, radiates a. Um, you can feel it. Just yeah, frequency into the room, and uh, it's a great joy for me to do these things. I've done um, the copper series is just beginning to wake up. There's another whole series that are on brick walls that are the uh, I'm calling the graffiti suite because um, uh, they're designed to look like they've been put. Uh, painting on a raw brick wall, which I've always found to be interesting, painting on uh, you know different things. So I began making walls to paint things on. Now I can cut holes in the walls and make things. It, it's really limitless. There's, I've thought of a suite of a million paintings. It's very easy. Uh, I'm incorporating sacred geometry into these concepts. Uh, once the mind identifies the geometry, it can calm down. And then the colors used can activate the uh, emotions, um, actually create emotions. It can be very positive. The paintings are designed to be absolutely inspirational and get us to change dimension into uh, the advanced world that we've been. Uh, uh, and I really, feel when I, I <coughs> was an artist my entire life, I, I just stopped doing art and wrote books for like a decade. And uh, now the art just woke up again. When I had, part of my rationale to stop doing art <clears throat> was that it didn't reach enough people. 
but I see that completely differently now. Not only can I reach people, oh, yeah. but I can amplify the natural tendencies that we have to create ascension and order and peace in our well, lives. Well, it actually carries a vibration with it, that yeah. you're bringing something, you're channeling something into 3D. Yeah. So it's very nice, yeah. Well, that, that, that's another example of things that we can do with our dreaming environment, mm -hmm. like putting something on our walls that has symbolic meaning, mm -hmm. has, a, has an energy field. and. Um, well, whatever you hang on your wall calls a spirit. Even the people that did cave paintings knew that very, very well. Probably much better than modern man knows that. Yeah. Because you hang something up in your wall and it does invite. It's a doorway. It's a dimensional doorway. Uh, that piece in particular, the Chokure, is a doorway. Uh, it's very lovely. From higher frequencies into our frequencies so that we can... Uh, um, get a rider, yeah, and uh, ascend by well, virtue we'll do, of changing we'll the way we think. We'll do a show coming up where we bring a bunch of your paintings in once you get them to that place because mm -hmm. I, I think it's just a wonderful thing for people to see. It does awaken within all artwork mm -hmm. does, and so I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, so, so I will seek an agent for all this as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Mm -hmm. um, well, we, you know, we were talking about the dreaming environment yes. and some, uh, we, we showed a few of the techniques of dream interpretation during mm -hmm. Karen's call. And please call in if you have a dream that you would oh, like yeah. us to um, analyze. But one of the um, basic, fundamental, primary rules of dream interpretation is that everything in your dream is you. Now that's just one technique. Everything in your dream can also be interpreted as everyone else too. But the primary thing, if you're going to get some real traction out of your dream, is to say, okay, everything in my dream is me. So if we use Karen's dream as an example, then those three white men were her. The one white woman was her. Uh -huh. So part of her is triple teaming her. So perhaps maybe if we look at it in, in reference to her dream uh, or, or her relationship where she said it, it, it was having a little bit of, um, it, it's not real stable ground right now, however it was she put it, that if those three white men represented the part of her that is overriding her and victimizing this more feminine receptive aspect, I would look at that relationship from a different point of view and say, maybe it's time I really take care of this part of me. And that there is divine intervention going on to get this straightened out, to get her out of harm's way with that. You could also say that the white car was her as well, that some part of her is stopping her from moving forward. May I, and I'm not sure if those, the, that danger was down the road where she was stopped from going or if she was stopped from getting away from the danger. That would be something else for you to look at, Karen. So that, yeah. that is a technique that can be used mm -hmm. really to quite an extent. You can even take the objects in your dream, like the RAV4 or whatever that may be, the car, the cars in it. Like, mm -hmm. describe that, what, what does that look like? Well, it was blue, which is a sign of communication and intuitive information. And what were you doing with that intuition? I was running it into the ocean of consciousness. I was Where it changed into nationalities, it. which I think is, uh, in my mind, that was the biggest tell in the dream, that the car switched. No, I, did, I missed that part. When she drove it in, the steering wheel changed sides, 
Oh, yeah. 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 See, that was another thing that um, there's so many things to comment on that. And mm -hmm. I really appreciate that she called in because it gives us some uh, information mm -hmm. or, or something to use this information on uh, for the dreaming techniques. Yeah. But uh, there are a lot of things you can do to remember your dreams because I have a lot of people tell me that they can't remember their dreams. And if you get a dream journal, and I know I, I looked for all kinds of ways to avoid writing my dreams down, like re recording it, but then you still have to transcribe it. But get a dream journal and write in it before you go to bed and write in it in the morning whether you remember something or not, and then you will find you will remember your dreams. Yeah. And we have a call. Yes, hi caller, what's your name please? Hello, caller. What's your name, please? That My name is Carol. Carol. Hey, how are we doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Excellent. And what can we do for you? Yes, my question is, uh, as far as these new books are concerned, whether it be a child or there's a recent book out now, I believe it's on the bestseller list, regarding a doctor who has crossed over to the other side and who has been... I don't know, for lack of a better word, heaven, or who yeah, died, yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, my question to you is, do you think these are legitimate uh, incidents, or do you think this is strictly to make a buck? Having had the actual experience I was shot in the head and died, it's very legitimate. And the people that are refurbished in this particular way never again begin to fit into society the way it is. Uh, I have um, spent a long time uh, and did whatever my role was in it to get a society started, A-S-C-I-E, um, is a website where people that have had near-death experience join and start sharing their experiences. But for, uh, being a person that's had that, it's, you know, preaching to the choir, I, I don't pay much attention to the website because I, yes and yes and you don't fit in and you have to change everything and there's nothing you can do about it and um, yeah so all of this is extremely legitimate if it's uh, well I mean there may be people that do that for financial gain but it's not because that is not a real thing yeah so use your your instincts and I think even if someone were doing that the message is still a very valuable one. And you don't have to physically die to get this upgrade. You really don't. Um, our show this evening is on dreams. Dreams are a uh, feast of consciousness. Uh, it's a matter of getting them uh, modulated to the point where you can absorb what it is that they wish to talk about. So, uh, Carol, these, these books are uh, I came back from death and wrote the language codes book, which is, I thought was simple enough. There are unconscious triggers in our language, and, and people put other people to sleep by using the word should, for example. Um, uh, just the language codes. So, yes, take what it is. It's anything else, you know, some of it uh, well, suits you and some of it doesn't. Choose well, what's yours out I of it. I think, you know, we're entering the realm of what feels right to you and, and everything is yeah. true for someone. That's mm -hmm. number one. If we look at traditional religions of all types all over the world, there's far less scientific proof of that than what would commonly be talking, uh, or the New Age movement is currently talking about in the books that are out there are talking about, there's actually more scientific proof on what we say than there is on what religion says. 
And I would say also there's a big track record of religion. And I know this wasn't your question, it was just, it evolved into this. That if you look at the track re record of religion, it's the highest cause, cause of death throughout time, times a million. I mean, it is really a brutal and, and um, mortal engagement on a lot of scales, just if you look at our history with it. So there is the realm of belief. And so we can't prove any of it. And the left brain will never be able to say, okay, yes, I believe in this. Because its job is to negate those other realities, to keep us focused in this reality. And its job is to keep us fed and safe and clothed and, and have a home. And I used to, when I would have these experiences where I knew this was true, but when I went into my left brain, it seemed like, well, how could I ever get people to, to see this? I realized that magic, if you bring it into the world of logic, it cannot live there. And this was told to me in a dream, that, that you must just trust and your validation will come later. And I think that's really about all of our spiritual beliefs. You have to just trust. And so it has to feel right to you and not to listen to someone else's story that doesn't feel right and, and attempt to force yourself into it. Just let it yeah. come and it comes Many of times. its own accord to us. Many times on the program we've said we human beings are blindingly brilliant, we're amazing beings, uh, except we enter this programming and so you take a human being and you put them in an unknown situation, is this book worth my time? And in a nanosecond you know exactly, yes, I, I have all the information on this. And then in the very next nanosecond you doubt that. And then in the third nanosecond you believe the doubt and forget the knowing. So how it is we've managed to uh, put one stone on top of another, never mind build a building on this used planet. You say it's amazing we walk facing forward. Yeah, that's another way to put that. So um, Carol, find what fits you and uh, adopt and adore it and what doesn't fit you. See, the thing is about us, uh, uh, you can find a book that has brilliant nuggets of, of blinding, efficient, thinking in it, and that same book may have other elements that are very um, suspect. So you just pull, the, um, pull what serves you out of the book and you just forget the rest of it because if we had only perfect teachers, we would have no teachers. And it, you know, and this is the whole thing. So no matter who the other person is, well, there's, there's both good and, and bad. We're all this mix. So what we do is we look for what serves us and we discard well, what does that's, not yeah, serve that's us. My whole, that, that's exactly the yeah. point. Yeah. That it, it really just has to be what feels right to you. And when we mm -hmm. get out of the, the world of right and wrong, then yeah. we're not trying to fight that battle. We're just saying yeah. what's right for me and we take whatever part of it yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But talking about death experiences, and you had mentioned, and I agree with this as well, that we don't have to have a death experience to have these experiences. And I tell you, I've always had a very vivid dream life. And I have learned so much in my dreams. Much of what I teach, I was even told, taught how to do lucid dreaming in a dream, a being came. And we do have guides in our dreams. And, and we do uh, figure out our reality in our dreams as well. But I have had a death experience in real life. And I have had, well, who's to say this is the real life? Let's just say what we call the real life. And I've had death experiences in the dream time. And I tell you, 
The most profound things were the death experiences in dream time, where I had a guide with me explaining to me every step of the process of dying. And that's my truth. I believe that because I've experienced that. But that's something you can ask for in your dreams. Please come teach me about, about what, yeah, what death really yeah. is mm -hmm. and, and how I can be liberated I've, from the fear of it. Yeah, since the art began it, again, I've been programming uh, my creative spirit, the spark of my creativity, to be dreamt awake which is an interesting bunch of doors mm -hmm. to sure. go through, but it absolutely works. I wake up with the next dimension of what it is I wish to explore, and it's ever increasingly uh, exciting, et cetera. So well, I, one time in, in, a, in a dream, I, I was creating this song. There was this voice singing. I was at this place, and I said, oh, I can do that too. So wordlessly, I started singing this beautiful voice mm -hmm. that was not through my physical body. And I created this incredible song. I wrote it down in my dream journal. Oh, how excellent. And it was so happy-ifying. Yeah. It's it a good word. I like that. Yeah. Happification, as it's happy, called. Happy-ifying. Happy-ification. Yes. But uh, have a call? we have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? No. We don't have a next caller. Stop existing. Okay, because <laughs> we have created your existing. Yes. So. Um, well, some of the things that you can do to enhance your dreaming, which I believe we're going to, now we do. Okay. Now, hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi. Is it me? Yes. Oh, good. I got disconnected. <laughs> You'll have to answer that got, for yourself. <laughs> I got disconnected a little while ago. This is Lina. Oh, hi, Lina. Lina. Thanks for All calling. Right. Yeah. I had a dream the night before last, uh -huh. and I was in this huge dome, and I had, it must have been like a convention dome, because I was talking to Biden for a little while, and then wow. all the people started leaving. And I was with my husband, and my eyesight was bad, and I needed, which it is in this reality, and uh, he had disappeared, and I couldn't find him, and I didn't know how to get back. And then this is when the lucid dreaming started. I had my choice. I could go to the, I consciously thought, well, I'll go to where the cars are. And that didn't feel comfortable. That was scary. And then I walked in another part of the dome, and that was totally empty. Mm. And the dream just kind of, uh, finally, I, you know, woke completely up. And I couldn't, the essence was, I couldn't land. I couldn't find, I couldn't find my husband. I couldn't, didn't have the sight that I needed. You want to know, just real quick, and it's Excuse, like I'm a, having a hard time hearing you. Oh, okay. There's a, like a gestalt energy that I just wanted to capture before, before the, the wisp went away. Uh-huh. That the dome, to me, was representing this idea of death and heaven, and that you were talking to Biden because it was talking about biting time. Ah. And I think one of the things it was telling you, now, is your... Where is your husband? Is he still with you? Oh, yes. He, yes, he's, he's with me. Okay. I, I think what it's saying is you just don't have to worry about that. Just don't worry about that. For, you know, just put it out of your head. Uh-huh. I don't know if, uh, if it had been something that crossed your mind or something. Well, only as my eyesight gets worse, then I, I realize that I'm dependent, you know, in, mm -hmm. in uh, needing... I mean, other than the fact of we're together 24-7, so I, and we like each other's company. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. 
Okay, well, good. the dome yeah. is just so fascinating to me. The dome was huge. It was very spacious. Mm. Was Stephen I mean, King involved? Well, the dome is also like the lens of an eye, too, very yeah. much. Uh huh. Yeah. Have you been, I'm sorry, just one other question. Have you been concerned about your eyesight lately? Yes, I have macular degeneration, and the sight in my right eye in the last six weeks has gotten very bad. Okay, well, then maybe that's what it's talking about rather than heaven biting time. Maybe that's about. Um, reversing this or uh -huh. stopping it, uh -huh. biting the time there. Well, as we've talked forever and ever and ever on this show, the right eye sees male men and the left eye female, and it's the, you suddenly couldn't see your husband. And I believe that is a much bigger picture of the concept of the, so uh, just to make it even slightly larger, uh, that would be you seeing uh, your own ability to take care of yourself you seeing your own male energy in your life is not happening. So then the therapy suggested by the dream would be that you get um, more in touch with the male energy within you, the taking, you taking care of you. You're with me, you follow this? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so approach it that way, that this is the bigger piece of your soul saying, uh, the female's working just fine, uh, and the male is, um, um, and you said macular degeneration, the male is, uh, <laughs> that's too many games to play in the language there, but so uh, dream your male awake. <laughs> dream, dream your capacity to care for yourself there rather than, and we're taught to do nothing other than externalize care for ourselves. Uh, you know, from the entire life, and I personally am, have been on an apparently lifelong campaign about me um, taking care of myself as well as others, but I have to see the love of self and love of others is uh, not 50-50, it's 49-51. The basis of the premise is in order to take care of anybody else, you have to first take care of you. <laughs> That's why you put on the oxygen mask in an airplane on yourself Who first. would have thought the airlines had that much consciousness? <laughs> yeah, and well, it's yeah, very true. And yeah. the way I see it is you love everyone else through the doorway of you, so it's always 100% yeah. you, but you're, you're doing that love within your own paradigm instead yeah. of leaving yourself. Mm -hmm. Ah. Yeah. yeah. There, there was something I was going to say about that dream, <clears throat> about the dome or... Oh well, it'll come back. I just from there was so much space in the dream. Yeah. Well, that's um, scientists have uh, been espousing for the longest time the the actual matter that is your body, the individual uh, atoms in it are by atomic standards unbelievably far apart. Oh. It's astounding that we can't simply walk through a wall. It makes absolutely no sense. Oh, absolutely. We just yeah. came, we came back from uh, a couple of days ago from a 10-day uh, Qigong retreat in California. Oh. And we've right. been dancing with the, the mm -hmm. Qi. <laughs> well, you know something I would like to, I, this may, may or may not have something to do with your dream, but I, I would like to um, just let you know this. You may know, but it's good information either way. Um, during the opening of the third eye class for over a decade now, I've given people the exercise to, uh, and this is just something that came to me, mm -hmm. if our eyes are blurry and we look, what we tend to do is focus to attempt to get our eyes to see that. 
Whereas if you soften your focus and allow it to come in, much like when you're driving down the road and you know that you're looking for a certain street and you can't mm. really read it, but mm -hmm. you sense that, oh, that's the street, you get up on it and sure enough it is. Well, science is now proving that, like much of the things that I've um, thought over the years, which I'm very happy about, but they're saying that it's not nearly as much of our eyes seeing as it is our brain interpreting the vibration mm -hmm. of what our eyes are seeing. And I've always called our brain a vibrational interpreter mm -hmm. is essentially what it is. And we don't really have to have the agency of our eyes in order to see what's going on. And mm -hmm. so perhaps the dream is also telling you to work on this, develop this, mm -hmm. see in the expanse, and, and not feel like you're trapped with having to look through your eyes. And Very, I tell you, yeah. I have done this experiment with myself. And when I do, I use those little magnifier glasses like many people do that I find that they give me headaches after that because I don't really have to use them mm -hmm. to the extent of that. So maybe play around with that and see. Oh, that's so good, Mary. Today yeah. I was just realizing that I, I was seeing double, and if I just softened my vision, yes. the double would disappear. Yes, mm -hmm. and, and the real thing is, is the floating thing in the is center there. of it, isn't yeah. it? That, that, yeah. That's exactly that's, what happened. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Keep doing that because you do not have to have this happen. Perfect. It, it, Forget the diagnosis. There, there's a m bigger truth. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, that's the root of the dream. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank I appreciate you. it. Oh, it was great to hear from mm -hmm. you. Bless you both. You no, too. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, so all we do is just awaken that part of our brain that can see without our eyes. So that sounds fun. Yeah. Because like after all, we see in dreams. Well. Yeah, third eye vision as well. That is you know, third eye vision, for a sure. A way yeah. to talk about it. I just wanted to introduce a word, uh, wordsmithing language word, which is spelled I-A-T-R-O-G-E-N-I-C, iatrogenic, which is a death by misdiagnosis. Uh, 180,000 people a year die from that. Yeah, uh, just, to, yeah just to uh, uh, put that word out there. I spent years looking for that word. I heard it once and couldn't remember it and just recently came up. Uh, in fact, at a restaurant, uh, someone brought it up. So um, our duck is on the way, I know that, so let's welcome the mm -hmm. duck. Iatrogenic. Um, look it up, it's actually in the dictionary before it vanishes from your dictionary. Thank you, Elliot. This is Elliot, our duck dangler this evening. All right, yes, there we go. Depth. Oh, now this is good I've for Karen as well. One. I know, we've never pulled depth. Yeah. So look into the situation deeper. So Karen, if you're listening to this, um, maybe about the relationship, look deeper. What yeah, Thanks, expectancy. But I don't expect much. Aww. It would be inspect, actually, rather than expect, mm -hmm. which is an interesting word in and of itself. But this concept of um, using your dreams to accelerate your um, consciousness, your uh, advance your consciousness, yeah. And well, it's uh, important to do. Go ahead. Yeah, well, there has also been a lot of um, uh, research done on, on the idea that we do dream before we, we uh, do it. Like children dream of talking and walking before they mm -hmm. do. You can mm -hmm. even see the muscles of the crawling. Yeah. And, and kids that don't get enough dream time have a more difficult time crawling and being verbal. And we have a call. Mm -hmm. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Yes, hi, good evening. My name is Ahmed, and I just wanted to say thank you for your show on dreams. It's fantastic. Oh, thank um, you very much. I wanted to get a reading from Mary. 
Okay. Oh. Notes. All right. Thank you so much. That's thank so you kind guys of for you. the show you do. It's really fantastic. Oh, nice thank of you. To you. Say. You're we so appreciate kind. That. Thank you so much. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am going to do four cards came, so let's just see what happens here. Okay, the first card, this is talking about somebody that is an introspective thinker. Somebody, uh, I don't remember, I think there was a book called The Road Less Traveled or something. Yes, I don't even remember. Yeah. But the, it, it talked about the examined life, and the mm -hmm. unexamined life really isn't worth living on so many levels because it, if all it is about is the football game and, and um, pizza. Well, I like pizza, so <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, whatever it is. I mean, football's not bad, but I'm talking about when that's all there is. Yeah. It's not a very deep life, and that you may have been through experiences, or maybe even your parents or something, that have really taught you about what's important in life, and that you really go in and look at the root causes of things. And that enables you to live in the moment more fully than a lot of people. And that's what this card is talking about. It's far better to design your river rather than attempt to redirect a raging current. And so don't fight the currents, just work on the riverbed and designing it how you want. And this does talk about the easygoing, less resistant of a person is going to have a happier life and be able to create in a more powerful way. Mm -hmm. This is the card of past lives and cycles. And so maybe you've had those thoughts sometimes like, well, Maybe I like being easygoing, but then I feel like people walk all over me. But then when I'm more hard-nosed, well, then I'm just not happy with myself, and I really resent people forcing me to be somebody I'm not. I feel like this is saying that these two converging aspects of you are coming together, and it may have some bearing in a past life. There may have been, this may be a result of that. And you don't have to know about the past life to heal it. All you have to know is that pattern really isn't a applicable to you now and it's okay to let it go and then the other card that came is this comparing yourself to who you think you should be and to others just don't do that because comparison somebody's always got to win and usually it's both sides and just more and more it's about accepting yourself as you are which I feel you do to a large extent but this is at a deeper level so thank you Amit. Yes and uh, let me just add that we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax Circle in uh, about 15 minutes. That is provided it's Thursday night as opposed to uh, some oh. rebroadcast of our program. I would also like to announce I'm doing the Psychic Development Series starting, I think it's Wednesday the 28th or it's, it's kind of like the last Wednesday of November and it runs for four weeks. And it's really good. We go over all kinds of ways to um, get out of the land of good and bad and to elevate your vibrational field and how to have a grounded foundation to get information that's ours just on a physical level and also on the spiritual level. So I don't do that one very often. So if you want to check out the web. Yeah, it's an excellent class. And you're doing galactic history and then we will have the potluck and the bowls coming up too. Yes, which is a lot of fun to be had. Mm -hmm. And uh, the galactic history is a very big tale about what's uh, coming up here in uh, our local universe. Well, I there's quite a bit going on. Yeah. I just pulled in general for those that may have wanted to do a reading but didn't call oh, yeah, in, and I got yeah. the success card. Excellent. So it feels like things that people were looking to have success at. And then from my deck, uh, I hear the true message in all situations. So this can be an affirmation for you to use as a tool. Mm-hmm. And uh, brought in the... Uh, yeah, we didn't even get to that. Yeah, well, next time. 
This is a wa amethyst waveform generator that has. Very uh, lovely. And it's unbelievably cute. Since you have a camera on, on some of this, I don't know. Anyway, this that's a dream catcher. Yeah. Waveform dream catcher. Just. Uh, well, we'll do dreams again. Yeah. Next we week, because we yeah. have tons of more stuff. It was our joy and honor to take you to the door. Yes. And uh, do join us at the restaurant if this is possible. Mm -hmm. That went by so quick. Yeah, that was serious. Time. Did it seem like quick to you? Thank you.